Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Earn Fun Average Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Prophet, coming to you from Wichita, Kansas. And with me, as always, I have Johnny Bowen from the New Orleans Baby Cakes Memorial Museum and Podcast Communication Center. Well, Johnny, it's starting to get warm out. I'm sure it's pretty warm in Mississippi, but it's starting to get pretty warm here, too. So it's spring season, which means grilling season. And with us today, we have Brett Mandel with Baseball Barbecue. How are you, Brett? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing well. Thank you. So just wanting to see if you can give us a a brief overview, and we'll get into it more here a little bit later. But tell us just a brief overview of Baseball Barbecue and what you do there. So Baseball Barbecue is a company that my partners and I started. We have patents on bat handle barbecue tools, and we pair them with cutting boards and some other accessories so that everyone can step up to the plate like a major leaguer. We're a bunch of guys, old guys who still play baseball as a competitive hobby. And one of our guys had a dad who took a cracked bat and used it to repair a broken grill fork. And that's what inspired the whole thing. (laughs) I love that. And we were just talking before we got recording here. So you guys started, what, 2020? Is that about when you got started? We launched our operations to the world in 2020. But uh, for years before that, we were working on prototypes and securing the patents and laying all the groundwork. But then Father's Day 2020, we launched BaseballBBQ.com and now... Anyone from all over the world can get our patented tools, our fun cutting boards, and some of the silly things that we do to pair with it. I love it. Yeah, so I've been a customer here for a couple of years. I bought some of the grilling tools. I used to coach my son's Little League baseball team, and so I sent over the team logo that we use. We were the ICT Twisters and sent that logo over and had that logo stamped on the end of the bat handle, and then it had his name and his number um, and the team name on both sets, it, I think had like a spatula and one of the little forks or whatever. So I've, I've been with you guys here for a couple of years and I love the tools. And in 2020, obviously there's not much that we can do. So I felt like I was outside grilling pretty much every single day. So <laughs> perfect for me. I love grilling, getting out there and getting a bunch of different seasonings and throwing it on the steak or whatever I'm making out there. So I really enjoy that. That's outstanding. I, I think it's a lot of fun. I mean, obviously uh, now that we have major league licensing and minor league licensing and players association licensing people can get fillies on their tools or uh, ogden raptors on their tools or or whatever but i like seeing what people do personally one of the segments we do is uh we talk about what hats work can you tell everybody what hat you have on today yeah so i'm actually wearing a hat from our over 40 baseball team that uh, the baseball bbq forkballers the guys who are behind the company we play on and we play together and we are in fact msbl men's senior baseball league world series back-to-back defending world champs and uh, so this hat is uh it kind of looks like the old montreal expo's pinwheel design it's got our burgundy and light blue colors and on the front is our forkballer mascot that is uh running with his bat handle barbecue tools it's uh, a sharp hat and you can even purchase our tournament hats uh, at baseball bbq it's a great logo yeah it looks great on the t-shirts you guys sell and you're right that hat is a gorgeous hat yeah it's pretty sharp very very sharp now we're having a lot of fun with it you know obviously we're trying to make a couple dollars but we're putting a lot of smiles on people's faces and we're doing a lot of things that are a lot of fun that part is great i love it mr bullen what hat do you have today well in in tribute to our uh friend 
the great Mike Sellers of the Up to Chat podcast and his love of the great city of Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, it is the old color scheme and logo set of the Nashville Sounds. Probably when Eric Prophet was running around Wichita State as an undergrad is when they wore this <laughs> color scheme and uh, and logos. And so I, I purchased this hat uh, in Nashville in um, November on Black Friday in Lids at the Opry Mills Mall. They did not have this particular hat uh, Saturday night in their team store. So I felt even better about the seller's hat that I feel like I got a hidden jewel of a hat a few months ago, <laughs> but is the uh, Nashville Sounds seller's dad hat. There we go. Beautiful stadium. I got a chance to go to see First Horizon Park in Nashville last year. Really enjoyed it. And of course, the awesome scoreboard that they have, guitar-shaped uh, scoreboards, really cool. So I'm glad you got a chance to get there this past weekend, Johnny. Well, and, and you know, it was, it was neat. You know, they have the Country Legends mascot race. And it was uh, Dolly Parton, Johnny Cash, and Reba McIntyre. And I was yelling for Johnny because it would nice. It's nice to see a guy named Johnny finish first <laughs> at something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Very nice. I got to yell, "Go Johnny!" Go Johnny. <laughs> And he did win. So very that was exciting to see a guy named Johnny do well. So I, I, I appreciated that. <laughs> and as I had mentioned, so I had been I've been a customer of baseball bar- barbecue for a couple of years, but then uh, I believe you were on our friend Ed Rivera's Dead Hat Chronicles podcast a while back and does some different stuff with him. So I'm actually wearing, I am not the Dad Hat, but I am wearing his hat, the Dad Hat Chronicles hat. Uh, he did a contest a while back on Instagram or something online and I won. So he sent me like a hat and a t-shirt. So I'm wearing the Dad Hat Chronicles Dad Hat. Oh, lucky winner. Oh, yeah. I just wanted to uh, ask you, you know, in the process of starting your business and uh, how difficult, first question, how difficult was it to get the patents and licensing for Major League Baseball and Minor League Baseball? How difficult a process was that? So the patent process was time consuming and tedious that you had to have drawings made and hire a lawyer and walk the tightrope to make sure that uh, we could substantiate that our use of the bat handle for a barbecue tool was unique and new. And then it was just a matter of time for it to be approved. We had to go back and forth. The patent office asked a couple of questions. Mm -hmm. And so it it was just a number of, of years really, to get it done. And then once we were in business, we started turning some heads. And uh, first, we were able to get licensing with the Players Association. And we had originally approached Major League Baseball, and they said, well, you know, let's let's, let's, let's see how you do and see if this becomes something that is interesting. And then once we started selling the, uh, the Players Association tools, all of a sudden, Major League Baseball and Minor League Baseball came to us and said, all right, we're interested now. What do you think? And we said, sure. I mean, I, I guess it's easy to say, sure, that and writing them a check uh, gets you the license. <laughs> But they have to they have to want you to do it. So that was great. And uh, once we got major league and minor league licensing, uh, our sales really took off. You know, people excited to have uh, you know their team logo on the on the tools, and especially some of the goofy minor league logos. They're so cool <laughs> and just terrific on the knobs. Yeah, well, I wanted to ask you along those lines. What is what is the biggest seller, most popular minor league team, and then major league team? Major league team, definitely the Yankees. Yankees, then Dodgers, as expected. 
with the minor league, a number of the teams have done orders to say that there's a popular minor league team. We sell very few one at a time minor league teams. So it's always mm-hmm. interesting when, when one comes along and you say like, Ooh, what do we got? The, yeah, you know, the sod poodles or the, the Greenville drive or something like that. We just did a bunch of orders for the um, Harrisburg senators. So they're, they're sort of on my mind just because we saw that recently, but I can tell you the most fun we have is when we get the players tools and, yeah, sure, a lot of people will do Bryce Harper or Freddie Freeman, but every once in a while, someone will request a totally random major leaguer, and almost always, this is what happens. I see something that comes across that says Connor Brogdon, and I'm a Phillies fan, so I know who he is. He's uh, he's a reliever for the Phillies and not a you know not a standout major league player. So I was like, who the heck wants a Connor Brogdon tool? Stephanie Brogdon, Connor's mom, ordered uh, <laughs> ordered a set of tools and a plate for Connor Brogdon. That is neat. What what team has surprised you the most that you may have think, thought, well, yeah, Yankees probably going to be number one, like you said, but what major league team has really surprised you in terms of sales? Like, wow, we didn't expect that fan base to purchase as much as they have. Well, I'll tell you two things. One, of course, the Astros last year win the World Series, and we did a series of commemorative plates that had uh, facsimile signatures of all the players on the roster engraved on the plate, plus the, yeah, the team logo, and that took off like crazy. We we sold so many Astros boards in, in every day after the World Series. It seemed like we were selling five or 10 boards just to Astros fans. So uh, the commemorative board, that was that was just sort of an idea of what do you think? You know, it'll take us a couple of hours to design it, put it up, see if, it, see if it's popular. And it was wildly popular. But the other thing that we did was we uh, we did all the tools for all of the major league teams in Spanish. So you can get Los Mets or uh, Los Cardinales, and uh, and and they've been very very popular, especially in uh, Southern California and South Florida and uh, and South Texas. So Brett, you had yeah. mentioned so you're in uh, Philadelphia. So kind of take us through. So how long? I mean, you just always been a Phillies fan. Have you always lived in that area? Yeah, unfortunately, I'm a long-suffering Phillies fan. Grew up in uh, in Philadelphia, and interestingly for me, I was you know like 11 when the Phillies won their first World Series, and then um, a few years later, they were lousy. And I remember saying to my dad, you know, of course, this is before the internet and whatever you can find all this information on your phone. I remember saying to my dad, like, boy, why are the Phillies so bad? And he brings me over to you know sports encyclopedia and opens it up and shows me that. The Phillies were never good. And I just happened to have like, the five-year window when I started becoming a baseball fan that the Phillies were good. And uh, now for the rest of my life, I have to root for this team that is just cursed and always, always seems to let us down, uh, including the most recent letdown of last year that was such a fun ride, but such a, a sad loss. My father grew up a, uh, a fan of the Philadelphia Athletics. And as his wow. fan, his father used to tell him, his father used to bring him in to see his some of his friends and my my grandfather would say i'm a phillies fan steve my father what are you and he taught my dad to respond i'm an athletic supporter (laughs) (laughs) that's good yeah i I don't think a lot of folks because it's you know it's been such a long history but you know the athletics franchise it's not quite yankee championships but they have a rich history i'll tell you something that's sad you ready for this the franchise that has the most championships in philadelphia history is not the philadelphia eagles or the philadelphia phillies or the flyers or the 76ers it's the philadelphia athletics even though they haven't been here for what they leave in 54 so uh, 
<laughs> that tells you how sad, how great their history is, but how sad Philadelphia sports sometimes is. Yeah, we we've talked about you know if if Oakland moves, should they change the name? And it would be a shame for the history of the athletics to be gone. I mean, I could understand if it's Vegas or where you know if they move, but to lose that name, I mean, you just go down Hall of Famers, Connie Mack. I mean, just yeah. so much. I said so much rich history with that franchise. They gave the Ruth Gehrig Yankees problems. Absolutely, you know, those great Yankees teams of Gehrig and Ruth. Uh, the A's were either winning the pennant or challenging them for the pennant pretty much every year of that rivalry between the Yankees and the Athletics. You know, great. Great history there. Yeah, that's right. After the 27 Yankees came the A's second dynasty that was uh, in the late 20, uh, 20s and early 30s. That was a heck of a team. I'll, I'll break some news on your podcast. We're going to start producing plates and barbecue tools for defunct teams, including the Philadelphia Athletics, the oh, Brooklyn Dodgers, wow. the New York Giants, the Seattle Pilots, the Cleveland Browns, or the uh, St. Louis Browns. And the Montreal Expos. So we're very excited to do that. <laughs> that should be up on our website in about a week or so. That will be tremendous. Yeah, I, I've talked about this for in different episodes. I, I I love the history of the Brooklyn. I love baseball history, period. But I, I love the history of the Brooklyn Dodgers. I just, I have for you, any book I, I could get my hands on, I've read. And oh, that'll, that, that's going to be neat. I always joke here that I, I'm the uh, collector of defunct minor league teams. So I don't know what it is. <laughs> what it is but yeah i love the history of brooklyn and, and in addition kind of to that so you know is there anything in addition to what you were just saying as far as the some of the defunct teams that you're kind of any future plans that you're uh, going to come up with here coming up in the next however long we're always coming up with something so uh, last christmas we debuted our uh, jersey cutting boards which mm -hmm. are uh, cutting boards in the shape of a, a baseball jersey and so you can get uh, you know, the front of the jersey you could say phillies and the back of the jersey you could say Harper three or your last name. Those were pretty cool. Last year, we came out with a barbecue rub. We have a chef friend that made a proprietary barbecue rub that we named Diamond Dirt Rub. So you can rub some dirt on it. Uh, we're going to be coming out with a sauce this summer. So uh, we're going to have high heat sauce to complement our Diamond Dirt Rub. That's the next big thing. So if you are uh, if you're looking for recipes, Wait to wait to put some high heat on it. I love that. I can't wait till that comes out. That's gonna be great. So one of the segments we do, Brett, is the profit and loss. And the profit's something you've gained or earned, whether that's by being a fan of baseball in general or by the line of work that you do. Any profit or gain you can think of? Oh, absolutely. I th think the connections that one makes through the game uh, and staying playing the game is amazing. Uh, I've certainly played more games as an adult of baseball than I ever did as a kid growing up and playing competitive ball. At this point, I'm uh, in my early 50s, so uh, I've been playing adult ball for uh, you know quarter century. And some of the guys that I've been playing on teams with, you know, I, I played you know, since we were all adults. We've watched each other's kids grow up. It's that's been amazing. Uh, last night was uh, the first night of uh, our local adult league, and you know, it always shocks me and surprises me that you know here I am, uh, a father of uh, kids in college and I still get nervous trying to protect the one run, one run lead in the bottom of the ninth and worried if what's going to happen if a ball is hit to me or uh, do I want it hit to me or somebody else never gets tiring to to feel like a kid again when you're out there on the field so do the kids give you a hard time about still playing oh like of course oh dad yeah, aren't they, you they, too old now exactly they call it slow motion baseball um, but <laughs> And the truth is the uh, the arms and the legs slow down at the same speed so 
all the plays are still bang bang when when we make them. Well, you had uh, talked about you know being a Phillies fan, so obviously there's a lot of loss there. But on the loss side, uh, anything <laughs> you can think of, whether obviously you know they just lost the World Series last year. Obviously, at the same time, the Eagles lost the Super Bowl. So it's probably such a wonderful year for both your teams to lose the World <laughs> Series and the Super Bowl in the same season. But uh, maybe a favorite player that got traded. Any other loss you can think of? Oh, my God. You know, the, Larry Boa was my favorite player. They traded him to uh, to the Cubs for Ivan de Jesus. They threw in Ryan Sandberg. That was a loss. <laughs> when you, you talk about the losses after the, the Super Bowl, my son, who's in high school, was feeling pretty miserable. And I said, you know, I don't know why you're miserable. I'm going to write you down all of the sports crushing losses in my lifetime. I got to 25. <laughs> the kicker is only two of those teams came back and won anytime soon. So it's great that, you know, he was saying, oh, well, next year the Eagles will win the Super Bowl and the Phillies will win the World Series. I said, are you kidding me? You know, the last time the Sixers were in the uh, the finals was 2001. We're still waiting for them to go back. The Eagles, after they lost in, in 2004, didn't make it back for more than a decade. I said, trust me, these crushing losses, they're just crushing losses. They're, they're not harbingers of anything good to come. <laughs> well, I did see, was it yesterday or today that Hertz just got in a five-year extension? So. At least you'll have him there leading the, the team here for the next five or more years. Unless you're from Philadelphia and you react to that by saying now he's going to, you know, cut himself shaving and never be able to play again. <laughs> Brett, so I did want to ask a, a little bit more. So obviously you sell your products online. Do you have like all these teams, like the major league teams, do a lot of them or any of them carry them? at their team stores at the stadiums or do you guys have a physical location that people can get the products yeah more and more yes we're in now i think eight major league parks including the latest one the braves just uh we just shipped out an order to the braves uh, so that's exciting we're uh, shipping out new products a reorder for the kansas city royals they were our first so we're happy about that we do college licensing as well so uh, i know johnny's in mississippi we have uh, mississippi state old miss and southern miss all having uh, pretty good years so in a number of stores on or near campus, you can get our stuff. And we have a major retailer. We haven't inked this deal yet, so I can't uh, can't tell you who it is. But a major retailer uh, is going to be looking to take us coast to coast for the first time. We're, we're blowing up a little bit. <laughs> I love that. That's great to hear. Yeah, I'm uh, here in Wichita. I'm a Kansas City Royals fan and try to get up to Kansas City. I'm about three hours south. So big Royals fan. So I'm glad to hear that they uh, have that. And then I guess uh, if I wanted to, I could probably get a Wichita State Shockers cutting board or tool grills unfortunately not wichita state uh, no. we're not licensed for them yet mm, the, the okay. way the, the college licensing game is different so if you get okay. major league licensing you have every team you get the rays mm. whether you like them or not you get the phillies whether you like them or not college has to be one by one mm. uh, in fact we started with mississippi state the year after they won the national championship and then sort of spread out from Texas to Florida in the kind of barbecue belt. And we're just starting to go north. We just started with Michigan last week uh, and West Virginia the week before. We're, we're getting there. And then that means that uh, I, who never really followed college baseball now on a week-to-week -week basis, am living and dying about whether Southern Miss defeated Kennesaw Mountain. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> This weekend, you had two of your clients. It was the big series between Ole Miss and Mississippi State. Yep. And they had over 40,000 people for that three-game series in Starkville. Isn't that correct? And I would love to get down to Starkville and that left field uh, left field lounge with everyone. Yeah, I would imagine with those two fan bases, they uh, a lot of tailgating, a lot of grilling. 
between I know Southern's got a great following for baseball as well. Uh, I imagine that that that's really really good clients to have here because they take yeah, their right. baseball seriously here. Uh, we we went out to Omaha last year to have a little pop up store as part of the Omaha Baseball Village around the College World Series, and I had never been out for that. That was a tremendous party. It was great fun. I learned all the different cheers. I learned the hotty toddy cheer. And, <laughs> The War Eagle cheer for Auburn. This year, we're, we have more college licenses, so we're hoping we'll have more teams in the yeah, in the College World Series. And just, you know, seeing all the fans that travel out there and uh, meeting all the kids uh, who are in the tournament, that's uh, a real neat baseball experience that I had certainly never thought about doing and so glad I did. Yeah, they, they really have invested at, at Ole Miss and Mississippi State heavily in baseball. And, of course, you got back-to-back national championships out of a state out of three million people to have back-to-back college national championships. And and for two schools that had never won national championships really in anything, not any of the revenue sports, yep. but uh, they have great success, both of those schools. I, it's been a long time since I've been to an Ole Miss game, and I probably would not even recognize the stadium today from when I went probably 20 years ago. It looked just kind of like a high school field and now they are you know the state of the art great facilities you know at, at, at Ole Miss so uh, I imagine being around Auburn fans and Ole Miss fans was a culture shock <laughs> oh absolutely yeah and here uh, Philadelphia is not a uh, Philadelphia is a college basketball town it's not a college baseball town not a college football town uh, actually Penn University of Pennsylvania plays uh, I can walk over to the Penn baseball field and they have a lovely little field there and every once in a while someone interesting will come to town it's just not really a thing you can just walk up and, and see the game and, and walk away no one's grilling no, no one's sitting in any luxury boxes that's kind of way I attended UAB and it's never been a big baseball you know same kind of scenario not a lot of folks usually just family and girlfriends you know back back years ago when I would go to games and uh, unfortunately, they've not had a lot of success in baseball. In my 30, yes, I attended school there, graduated in 94. They've been to the NCAAs twice okay. since 1990. So love them, but you don't get a lot of that. You know, they've not had the, the success. In fact, the first time we, we won the Great Midwest Conference, that's going back a a little, a little bit pre-conference USA, and then they went a few years ago and not got knocked out by Mississippi State. <laughs> well, as I said, I, I have not followed college baseball, Division One baseball, but now suddenly I'm living and dying about uh, you know big conference USA matchup this weekend. Then oh uh, look, who's going to come out of the Pac-10? What's going to happen to uh, the SEC? Suddenly, I, I care about all this stuff, and I find myself tearing myself away from caring. About about my Philadelphia sports to you know say oh how did how did Tennessee blow that lead last night we needed Tennessee <laughs> to win I, I caught uh, Friday night a little bit of the uh, Tennessee Arkansas game and the, the Tennessee announcer you would have thought that was Game Seven of the World Series you talking about fantastic <laughs> and I mean got he, even me is not as a Tennessee fan he, he was so passionate it got you excited you know he's talking about oh we're in our smoky gray uniforms playing the Razorbacks and I mean he's, I mean he's painting the picture like good announcers do and, and I thought man this guy is fantastic you know we're just 
were driving through Tennessee, you know, and picked up the game and, and it was, was, was fantastic, you know, and, and made you want to listen and have an interest in a, a game between two schools you have no interest in, you know, but it was, so I certainly I, see uh, with your business and getting these licensing and who's doing what I, I could see, I could see. <laughs> well, the, the one thing that does still feel jarring is hearing the ping of the bat instead of the crack of the bat. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, we're big fans of uh, Cape Cod league baseball. And uh, last year we did a lot of uh, the gifts for the, for the host families that host the Cape Cod league players. And I was up on Cape Cod delivering some things and just uh, hanging out, watching baseball. And there, that's where all the college kids are playing with wood bats. And you get to see who, who can really swing and who was having those extra, you know, 40 feet added on by the metal bat. Yep, definitely. Well, Brett, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. It's gearing up to be a grilling season, unless you're somebody that likes to grill when it's really cold out. But really appreciate you coming on. I know you've mentioned it before, but can you tell everybody the website again? Oh, you sure? Absolutely, I can. <laughs> it's www.baseballbbq.com baseballbbq.com you can get our patented bat handle barbecue tools our cutting boards rub our philly style tournament hats or any of the other fun things um, come back do something custom engraved of course i'm thrilled to be here talking baseball and uh, would love to do it again i appreciate it and you guys are on social media is that right where can everybody follow you guys on social media yeah yeah we're all over the twitters and the facebooks and the instagrams and uh, uh, we're about to be on the TikToks, which uh, that's new for me. <laughs> I, I, I'm the one who does the Twittering. So if you Twitter at Baseball BBQ, yeah, it's, a, it's our forkballer guy, but shh, don't tell anybody it's really me. <laughs> All right. well, perfect. Well, make sure you guys go out there, go on baseballbbq.com. Make sure you order some uh, grilling tools, a cutting board, whatever they have out there. Make sure you pick that stuff up, your favorite major league, uh, minor league team, and even some college teams and uh, throwback teams when they come out as well. And also make sure you follow us. We're at Earn Fun Average. Average is AVG. We're on both Instagram and Twitter. Brett, just thank you so much for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Thanks so much, man. Thank you, Brett. America, lower your standards. Average is what these guys do best. Mm-hmm.